Today would, that's would, have been the start of the Steelers' off-season training activities, or OTAs. As it is, it's just going to be a day where we're talking about how it could have been or would have been the start, because it's not going to be anything of the kind. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Yeah, April 19 was the date, kind of a soft date that was instituted by the NFL in conjunction with the NFL Players Association as when OTAs could get going in some vague form, but on-field work wouldn't begin until May 17. So it really doesn't mean all that much that the Steelers over the weekend became the 11th team. And by team, I'm referring to the players because this was done at the player level to inform everyone that they would not be partaking in these sessions this year. Where I'll give credit to the statement that the Steelers put forth. And hang on, I'm actually just going to read you the statement so you have the, the context. And it's not signed by you know an individual or whatever, but Cam Hayward was the one tweeting about it. Uh, a week earlier, and as a defensive captain and veteran leader, there, there can't be any doubt that Cam was influential in this. Here's the, here's the significant part of the statement. Quote, We should not be made to compromise our health and safety with the current pandemic still affecting our communities and country and the lack of clear protocols and protections regarding returning to work at full capacity. The players of the Pittsburgh Steelers have decided to exercise our right to not participate in voluntary in-person activities. A virtual off-season helped keep us safe to not only start but finish the regular season as safely as possible, and it makes no sense for us to risk infection or injury in the spring if we don't have to. So, to reiterate, I will respect the candor here because the, the, the money word in that entire statement is injury. Players hate these things. Players hate these things. It's so similar to the recent labor negotiation in which the players committed to 10 years of labor peace. 10 years, a full decade of labor peace. Right before the league went out and signed a gazillion dollar TV contract because the players were told they could have a couple of fewer weeks without games, meaning the preseason. NFL players are really, really easy. I say that with respect. At least I'm trying to. But out of all of the unions and the players themselves in professional sports, the NFL guys are just so easy to get over. If you just tell them that they're doing less of this or less of that, they're like, yes, where do I sign? Now, I get it. It's easy for me to be uh, sarcastic or critical here because I'm not the one that has to put on pads and 
and, and pound the heck out of somebody for an hour each day. They they have a rough, rough job. Regardless of the number of games or practices, it is demanding. The careers are short, and the action is dangerous. I totally get that. I'm just pointing out here that this whole thing really is not about COVID. They're going to look for any way they can to turn this into something that is is going to be, let's just get out of doing OTAs. I, I have no doubt about this. If you think about what the average NFL player is doing right now, this time of year, they are working out. They are staying in shape, as they will happily tell you and was included in a lot of teams' statements, not just Pittsburgh's. They're absolutely, they have to stay in shape. This isn't, you know, 1960 where you can just start lifting weights a week before training camp. This is this is something that goes year-round. They have to stay in immaculate shape, but they have to stay in football shape. Wide receivers have to run routes. DBs have to cover them. Uh, you know, quarterbacks are taking care of their arm. This is something that, that never stops. But to do that, they're going to gyms. Uh, they're interacting with others. They're living their lives. You know, some of them will have been vaccinated. Some of them, I'm sure, haven't been yet. Most of them, I'll bet. So th- this isn't this isn't about COVID. Showing up to an NFL facility might be the most controlled setting, or one of the most controlled settings that you can find right about now. You're not avoiding an NFL facility because you're worried about COVID. They just wanted to get out of it. They got out of it. Whatever. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who have been hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG, as they're known, have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of attorneys in our Commonwealth. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them online at LGKG. Dot com. Here's my petty, and I'm, I'm prefacing it that way. Here's my petty peeve about this situation. And I'm this, this won't be popular with everybody, but I'm not going to lie here. If I'm the Steelers, and I'm entering this particular season... Oh, yeah, I'm going there. And I'm entering a season in which I know the 39-year-old franchise quarterback is almost certainly going to be done afterward. And I know there are other variables in the equation that expire after the 2021 season. I'm 
not trying to think of ways to get out of OTAs. I'm not. If I have, I'm just going to give you an example here because see, Cam is on the defensive line. The defensive line is a known commodity. The, the entire defensive front, really, except for Alex Highsmith, is a known commodity, and even Highsmith got his share of starts down the stretch last season. So the whole defensive front is a known commodity. They can look to their left or right, and everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to do things. To them, I'm 100% positive that the OTAs would, in fact, be a waste of time. Maybe not, you know, all the way. I mean, there, there's some there's some changes, but not as much on the defense. The offensive side of the ball is where this gets me. You're talking about an all-new offensive line. Other than Dave, other than David DeCastro, you're talking about an all-new offensive line. Zach Banner, Kevin Dotson, B.J. Finney, maybe, will be the center. And then Dave, and then on the, on the right edge, you've got... Chooks Okorafor, Chooks is staying put too. So I guess you should I shouldn't say just Dave. Dave and Chooks. The left three guys and the unit as a whole is new. Are you gonna tell me that those guys wouldn't benefit from being out on the field from put you know and not not pads, but just you know running some reps? I'm not crazy about this. From the just just from the Steelers' standpoint, if I thought that there was anything at all that was going to potentially impact their health, meaning coronavirus-based, I'd be tiptoeing around this. I really would. I'd be like, maybe I'd cringe a little bit, but I'd go, yeah, but this, is, this isn't that. They even included in their own statement that it would be avoiding injury. Now, never mind that OTAs don't involve any contact, any pads. They are, as Mike Tomlin often calls them, football in shorts. That's all it is. Somebody blows a whistle. You kind of halfway motion through the play. You're just getting the feel of what the play is. You're not knocking anybody's head. You're not uh, the, the blocking the points of contact. There's no tackling. I'm sure people have gotten hurt in OTAs. I'm sure that I don't remember any of them being something that wouldn't have happened in any other walk of life. So you could have found a way to to do this without banding the whole group together. This didn't need to be an all-or-nothing statement that the Steelers made. If Cam felt really strongly, and others, presumably, I don't mean to single out Cam, it's just Cam's the one who spoke up. If if those guys felt really strongly about this and thought, well, here's our opportunity to skip OTAs. We really want to skip OTAs. Let's skip OTAs. Who's with us? They should have just done it. You understand here that the labor agreement between the league and the Players Association explicitly describes OTAs as voluntary. They are 100% voluntary. Now, people like me and you are going to criticize whoever doesn't come to these things, and that's what they're actually worried about. 
And in the same vein, we will praise like crazy everyone who does come. Remember when Ben showed up and was like, oh, Ben's at OTAs. Troy would never come to OTAs. Troy wouldn't do any of the voluntary stuff in the offseason. He wasn't even around. And he wasn't alone. There's other, there's other players that have done that. Ben showed up for one OTA session a week. And it was like, oh, look at Ben. Ben's so committed. They, they're aware of that, the players are. They're aware of who gets ripped for it and who doesn't. And they, they don't like it, and they're sensitive to it, and it looks like it reflects on their commitment. So what they did in this case was they all got to, together, or they had to listen to the few guys who did get together and say, well, this is, you know, I, I mean, I, a rookie, Zach Banner, or Zach Banner's not a rookie, but he's a young guy who's going to be in his first full season of starting coming off the injury. I'm not in any position to say something when these veterans have already spoken up. They've, they've put out this statement. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Now, if the, 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 the older guys say, hey, we're not coming, but the younger guys say, you know what, we actually kind of need this and honestly wouldn't mind the extra chance to impress the coaching staff, you know, for our livelihoods. Not that you make the team in OTAs. Nobody either makes the team or misses the team. But I just didn't I didn't and don't see the point to having made this an all or nothing thing. And apparently I'm not alone because more than half of the NFL has not done what the Steelers have done to date. It this is going to be I have a feeling this is going to be a fluid situation. I really do, because as you see um, more citizens, not just players, not just coaches, but more citizens getting vaccinated and life returned to normal, and we do get to that May 17th date, and a month can be an eternity in this environment as far as the virus goes, and they're not out there while, what, 15, 16, 17 other NFL teams are? You see where I'm getting at now? Don't just judge it by where it is now, but judge it by where it'll be in a month. I don't think it's going to be a great look, and I, I don't I, I don't like it. I don't like it. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Today's... Just one question comes from Bob Elliott, who asks, Could it be that another reason that Josh Dobbs was brought back was mentoring someone like Dwayne Haskins? Could that be part of the Steelers' plan? All indications are that Dobbs is a quality individual, first and foremost, and an outstanding athlete, second. No. No, Bob. Um... I could see a scenario in which the Steelers would be sideways hoping that Haskins would benefit from a generally good, experienced, and smart group of quarterbacks, 
meaning sharing a classroom with Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, and Dobbs. But Dobbs is a professional quarterback. He has played games in the NFL. He's not signing up somewhere to be somebody's spiritual guide. Um, he's he's just not. Uh, my feeling on Dobbs is that he was brought in to be the bona fide number three. He was not brought in uh, to try to help the number four become the number three. Dobbs is in an infinitely better position to play games for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021 than Haskins is because he's been out there and he's had way, way, way more experience with the playbook. That's why you have a three on your roster unless it's a really unusual situation. If you think about – I keep bringing up Paxton Lynch – and, and I do that for a reason here. If you think about the way the Steelers handled Lynch, it was hang around, be here, and if you show us significant strides in practice, you know we'll we'll give you a, a look. We'll give you more looks in practice. We'll give you more opportunities in practice. But you got to work your way up in that sense. That's all this is regarding Haskins. He's in this fold as Paxton Lynch. Josh Dobbs was signed because he fits the three role just perfectly. And I'm going to take this further here because you said something about how he's, you know, a quality individual first and foremost and an outstanding athlete second. And I know you meant that in the best possible spirit. So I'm not, I don't want to turn your words against you here. But Josh Dobbs is a pretty good athlete. Don't hold his being a rocket scientist against his athleticism. Uh, out of the Steelers' three, I'm sorry, out of the Steelers' four quarterbacks, <laughs> I'd I'd uh, I'd give Dobbs at least the benefit of the doubt for where he would rank with those guys in terms of athleticism. But the other the other issue is that. Dobbs not only complements the group in terms of the emergency uh, status that you want. The Steelers, after what happened a couple of years ago, never want to get caught with their pants down again. I mean, it's great that Duck went into <laughs> L.A. And, and, and beat the Chargers in a high school stadium and everything else in prime time, but they don't want to make a habit of doing that they don't want to be that as soon as Ben goes down the season is over so they want to have guys in the fold while at the same time operating within the cap you know limits how ambitious you can be on that front but the other part is this and do not underestimate this when you watch Ben on the sideline when he comes off he's not hanging near Mason, and I'm not talking about from a soap opera standpoint. He's not getting tips or pointers from Mason. He's getting them from Dobbs. You have heard Ben, and I have heard Ben, 
after games referring more than once to a tip that Dobbs gave him, something that Dobbs noticed. And he'll credit Dobbs afterward. He loves having him around. Now, again, it's not that the Steelers were trying to kowtow to Ben by going and getting Dobbs. I'm just saying that he's a really, really good fit for that role. You know, he doesn't have a helmet. He's not out there as an active player, but he's out there. He's on the sideline. And there's only 16 of these things. And there's only X number of snaps in those 16 games. Actually, now there's 17 games. It's still not a huge amount. Every play, every consultation, every everything counts. The Dobbs is your three. I really believe that. I mean, Haskins would have to do something, I think, insane uh, in Latrobe in order to move into a three role with this team. Because the Steelers would have to be, you know, looking at a situation where, wow, he's just been so impressive, we can't possibly let him off the roster or try to push him through to the practice squad. He has to be three. It would have to be something to that extent. But I don't I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Dobbs is your three. I appreciate the question, Bob, as always. I appreciate everybody listening. We'll do another daily shot of Steelers tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.